the question that we're going to deal with is reducing the pain of bris milah through anesthetics. This is an important question for eight-day-old babies as well as adult converts or adult Jews who haven't had the opportunity to have a bris. In Judaism, we certainly don't idealize being cruel to animals and all the more so to other human beings. Mila is a pain-inflicting process, and yet as observant Jews, we must understand that there is a divine command of circumcision unless there is a life-threatening situation. Having the availability to reduce or even completely remove the pain of the procedure would seem advantageous and perhaps even obligatory. On the other hand, it may be that feeling pain is actually an integral part of the mitzvah of milah. At the very least, this is how it has been performed for thousands of years. So who are we now to change how it has been performed? The question of anesthetics in bris milah has actually been a question for more than a century already. The Achronim discussed two different types of anesthesia. There is a general anesthesia, which knocks the person out for the procedure, and there's a local anesthesia, which only numbs the place where the bris milah will be performed. There are also different types of local anesthesia, like creams or injections, but for the purposes of this year, we won't get into the medical or halakhic benefits of the different types of local anesthetics. So the achronim are divided regarding anesthesia. Some will not allow any type of anesthesia. Others will only allow local anesthesia, but they'll prohibit general anesthesia. And some will allow both local and general anesthesia. And no achronim will simultaneously allow general anesthesia and prohibit local anesthesia. Rav Weinberg in Sridei Eish, Chelek Dalat Simen Sadivav, suggests that only general anesthesia should be prohibited because most Rishonim, like the Rambam, the Rif, and the Rush, they all assume that mitzvos need kavana. And since when you're using general anesthesia, you're asleep, there's no kavana. So um, there are two potential answers to this issue. Rav Pfeffer in Avnei Zichron, Chelek Gimel Simen Gimel, argues that since the Iker Din of Brismila is the result to be mahal, to be circumcised, and not the maisa or the act of mila. Therefore, even under anesthesia, mila should be okay as long as one is circumcised. In other words, by mila, kavana isn't required. Rivavadi Yosef in Yabia Omer Chelekei Yoradea Simen Chav argues that the adult can, perform, can appoint the mohel as his shliach for the mitzvah, and that shlichus can persist even through the adult's sleep, and so the mohel will have the kavana for him. So even though he's asleep, the mohel will have the kavana. So those, those are two potential answers. In Imre Yosher, Chelek Bey Simin Kofmem, Rav Rick prohibited even the use of local anesthesia. First he quoted the Gemara Baba Kama in the beginning of Perkachovel, where Chazal were able to use a chemical that could amputate a hand without one experiencing pain. Based on this, Rivarik assumed that Chazal also had the ability to numb a limb without amputating it. Rivarik suggests that since we don't find in our tradition that Chazal ever used this type of technique for Mila where they would, you know, uh, numb it, they must have felt that pain was an important factor and that one should not uh, use anesthesia. Rev. Edward Reichman writes in his article in the 2000 fall publication of Tradition, footnote 54, that one can assume that based on Rev. Rick's logic, general anesthesia would certainly also be prohibited because the Gemara Baba Metziah, Dach Pei Gimel, discusses where Rebbe Eliezer underwent abdominal surgery with the aid of a numbing potion. Clearly, clearly Chazal knew how to use general anesthesia, and yet it wasn't used in Brismila. Ravurk also quotes uh, Bereshis Rabba Perik Memzayin, which states that Avraham received double the reward for the pain he felt by his bris mila. This seems to also stress the importance of pain by mila. So for these two reasons, 
Rav Arix assumes that Chazal considered pain an integral part of the mitzvah of Mila. We have the fact that Chazal didn't use anesthesia, and we don't find it in our Masorah. And we also find that by Avraham there's a stress of pain. In Avnei Zichron Chel Gimel Simen Gimel, Rafefer argues against both of, these, both of these proofs. First, he argues that anesthesia in the times of the Gemara can't compare to the technology that there is today. Chazal may not have been as experienced as we are now in use of anesthesia. That's why they didn't promote it or use it for Mila. Further, he understands the Midrash to mean that Avraham was sending a message that even if Mila causes Tsar, it shouldn't just prevent one from fulfilling the mitzvah. No, we have a divine command of Mila, and just because there's Tsar involved, it doesn't mean we should um, you know, not perform Mila. And that's what the Midrash is teaching. So, based mainly on these above arguments, Rov Waldenberg in Tzitz Eliezer Chelek Chaf Simen Ein Gimel prohibits even general anesthesia and only allows local anesthesia unless the, uh, when there are pr- pressing circumstances. Rav Weinberg in Sridei Eish, Chelek Dal, Simen Sadivav, and Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach, as quoted in Nishmas Avraham, Chelek Beis, Simen Reish Samach Aleph, allows local anesthesia. Rav Arbach even suggests that there might even be an obligation to use it in order to prevent the pain. Rav Moshe Feinstein in Negros Moshe, Yoradeh Chelek Dalet, Simen Mem, Hospes, only doesn't allow anesthesia, assuming that there's a danger involved in using it. And Rav Avadio Yosef in Yabia Omer, Chelekei Yerodea, Simen Chavav, even allows both general and local anesthesia. And today, you can actually find Mo'alim who practice differently in accordance with these varying shitos.